Hey everybody, how's it going? Dan Schinder here on Yes Shift with Steven Schinder, and we have a very special guest here, the lead singer of Renaissance. It is Annie Haslam. How's it going? Good. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we gotta tell everybody, folks. We're sorry we're a little late. That was totally my fault. I had Steve and I on the wrong link, and Annie's wondering what the. But we were here. And Annie, so many years of renaissance. We'll get to that. But I know Steve has a very, I think, what would be a magical question to ask you. Yeah. So who were some of your musical influences early on? We love opening this treasure chest. Oh, uh, John Baez. Um, gosh. Well, very early on, uh, when I was a child, I used to watch these old black and white movies in Bolton in Lancashire. And um, I used to love Gracie Fields. Mm, yeah. Uh, you probably don't know. She, she used to sing a song. It's the biggest aspidistry in the world. She used to go, it's the biggest aspidistry in the world. That's how, and she was an influence on me. Because I her humor. She was very funny. Um, but uh, John Baez and uh, Joni Mitchell, of course. Um, and uh, I got to meet Joan twice, actually. But oh, the wow. First time, yeah, the first time I met her was... Um, just before, I, let me th think about this. I was, uh, I, I, I found out I got breast cancer and I, I was, my hair was quite short for me. Well, it was quite short. And so um, I, re I remember that there was 1992 or three or something like that. And she was playing at the electric factory in um, Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to meet her afterwards and I was shaking because you know, I mean, I, I just grew up. I, I sang like her when I went to my singing lessons because I copied her. Oh. Then when I finished my singing lessons with this opera singer, I found my own voice, you know. But anyway, apart from that, um, I, I, I met her and um, and she knew who I was. Oh, that's which, wonderful. Which was really great. But um, she was, wow, what a voice. And I never met Joni Mitchell, but I loved her as well. Yeah. Nice. Um Folks, go ahead and put questions in the chat if you have questions or comments, and Steve will check those out as we go along. I have a different influence question for you, Annie. We admired the paintings that we saw on your Indiegogo page. My mother oh. was an artist. My wife is an artist. Who were some of your influences in that realm of art? Um, well, I... I didn't know I was going to be an artist. I went to art school to be a dress designer. I did. I, I think I did one painting. It was a watercolor, and I, I was. I, I didn't have the patience for it because it was drying too quickly, and it wasn't the time for me. You know, so yeah. I, I didn't do that anymore. I did fabric printing and uh, typography and photography and different things like that. Um, but um, what was the question again? Oh, your your artistic influences when it oh, comes right. to painting. Well, yeah. You know, I, I, I wasn't, well, I, w I would say somebody like Turner and, of course, Leonardo da Vinci, um, but I, I, it's like somebody asked me the question about what, what, all, what kind of music did you keep going out and buying and things. Well, I didn't, you know what I mean? I was yeah. like a, I, I didn't, 
put my energy into that. But I mean, I, I, I like Turner because it's, you know, just, I, I loved his work. Monet, of course, yeah. uh, Vincent van Gogh. Um, and I had no idea I was going to be a painter. Um, and so um, uh, it was a voice in my head uh, when I was deciding to kind of wind down my solo career. Mm -hmm. said it's time to start oil painting now and that's when i started nice great i get Thanks. all kinds of different things going on in my studio i think it's haunted to be honest nice <laughs> yeah my wife can relate absolutely <laughs> thanks for touching on that because it it's it's part of the annie haslam persona as far as we're concerned especially being that you showed some on the indiegogo page which uh congratulations on that coming through we're excited to see how that blossoms because that's yeah. going to be made from the current tour is that correct yes uh which is coming up soon um yeah, yeah it's it's uh I, you know after the pandemic i wasn't sure whether we would ever work again and we'd lost all the momentum like so many people and so many bands and everybody really we everybody lost everything you know yeah. it was, it was yeah. so awful um so um because um, we signed some contracts for Brazil and Germany. We had to fulfill those. And so um, we had, whether we liked it or not, we still had to do that. And uh, I, I was, I wasn't afraid or anything like that. I was, I was just, um, I, I, I think I just got my mind set on the fact that we weren't going to work anymore. But anyway, that happened. And um, of course we, we wanted to work with the orchestra again, um, who are fantastic. And of course, that takes the band to another whole level. I mean, you would just want to play with an orchestra all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's just so expensive. That's the problem. Yeah, even um, just lunch. For that, even just lunch, for that matter, becomes expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, we decided uh, on because it was my seventy-fifth year, and I'm proud of it. Some people don't like to talk about their age, but I think. You know why? Why not? Yeah, um, I agree. You know, uh, it's yeah, survivor. And still singing, and yeah. uh, but uh, we decided that because I had a, a, a solo career, um, we hadn't done any of my work for a very long time, and so we thought it, we could mix it up and have some Renaissance and some of my solo career uh, in there. And I'm so excited because I'd never heard these songs with orchestra on. Right. So that's going to be really exciting. You know? Well, I have a little clip I'd like to show the audience. Um, this is a wonderful find by Stephen. Uh, we're going to show just a bit of Ashes Are Burning from Rio back in June. And, oh, no. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. We're going to oh, start like a little more than halfway through and play maybe about a minute of it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Here we oh, go. Oh, I couldn't have picked a worse, worse one to show me or to play. Oh, really. wow, really? We love it. <laughs> I'm going to show them. Is that okay? I think they'll uh, love it yeah, if we love it. Yeah. Okay. Because Steve's I, critical. I, I just got to Steve, make a couple of things. Hang on. <laughs> well, Stephen hates everything and he loves this. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah, that's, yeah, that's not true. I, I love all this. <laughs>
just a little tease for everybody when Steve sent me this video Annie and I started listening to it and the, the vocal came in I thought that's the carpet of the sun voice I mean you still have that youthful voice and hit those notes what have you done to take care of yourself physically and, and vocally all these years nothing really I think um, you know like a lot of a lot of bands just carried on working for and constantly working of course constantly working you you know you're going to get uh, your voice is going to wear out a little bit if you don't if you don't know how to sing correctly and you know don't yeah. sing when you've got a bad throat that kind of thing because then you just make it worse right but um uh i um i i don't smoke i smoked when i was younger but not very much Mm -hmm. I don't drink very much anymore, which helps because it's the acidity is not good for your throat. Right. Um, and just just careful with it, really. But having said that, I did an interview with somebody and the guy said to me, he said, your voice didn't drop. And I said, what do you mean my voice didn't drop? And he said, well, women's voices usually drop at a certain age. And um, hmm. Well, you know, there's a lot of female singers that's got the voices, they lose the octaves, you yeah. see. Um, but my mother's voice, uh, my mother had a very similar voice to me. She wasn't a singer, but, you know, I remember going, ah! <laughs> when she was calling when I was at play, and, you know, she'd go, ah! So she could have been a singer as well, obviously. Yeah. But um, so it's it ran in the family, I guess, the same. It's just... It stayed the same, basically. It's a little bit lower, but not much. That's great. Genetics. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read a few comments and then go into the next question. So I see that Sue Cook says, I see so much of Vincent van Gogh in your paintings. Love that your studio is possibly haunted. Can't wait to, <laughs> can't wait to hear those stories and make a good October podcast. Oh, there's an idea. Yeah. Um, Jim Edwards says there's... It says, I love Annie Haslam and Renaissance. There's no other band even close to them. So unique. Annie is an angel. We feel so blessed every time we hear her. Can't wait until October 20th at the Count Bizet in Red Bank, New Jersey, I think. Um, and Brian Krajewski says, your beautiful, timeless music, Annie. And I want to thank you again for giving me the inspiration to get back into my artwork. Yeah, so very great comments. Thank you, people, for chiming in. Um, so, Annie, did you imagine, like, way back then, like, early on, that Renaissance would still be around these many years later? Never even thought about it, actually. Yeah. I never, ne I, I, I just didn't think about it. We just carried on and... Uh, um, it, it never entered my head. It's like... If somebody said, "What do you think you'll be doing when you're 75?" I, you know, I, I wouldn't have known what to say, but I probably would have said, "I probably won't be singing." Right. Mm. You know, but. but um, so, what do you think? Like looking back at all this time since '71, let's say, and thinking of all the things that have transpired socially, musically, the industry, the genres changing, new genres coming in, and Renaissance has held up 
through not only held up all that time, even if you retired 30 years ago, but still producing, you know, music that is sticking with people. What, what do you yeah. think when you, or have you even thought of that, reflected on all that? Not really, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I've always believed that the, there's, there's nothing quite like this band. Um, yeah. It's timeless, you know, like, yes, it's yeah. timeless. It's, it's a certain kind of music that it will, will, will always not sound old fashioned or anything because it's different, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, never really, uh, I think that um, when when we had a hit with Northern Lights, we were pressured to to come up with more more commercial music. And that's where we kind of made a mistake and, and started to move away from our roots. And that was a big, big mistake, I think. Um, but I, I didn't write music at that time. I wasn't as, as I mean, a strong person, but not nothing like I am now. You know, quite yeah. fierce, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> not really fierce, but I, you know, I, I know what I want when, you know, when we're, we're working or whatever. I know what's right and and what not to do, and um, and so, you know, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, no, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, it's been uh, about or almost a decade um, since the last Renaissance studio album, Symphony of Light, um, which featured guest John Wetton, who had been in Renaissance many, trying to think, many years later, um, the was, early 70s. Was, um, yeah, early 70s, 72, yeah. 73 or something, yeah. Ian Anderson, uh, who yeah. some people may have heard of. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tom Brislin. Um, what was it like getting them on the album and how did that come about? Did you just reach out with a phone call, an email? Did you meet yeah, up somewhere? Well, um, you know, I, I, funny enough about, oh gosh, I don't even remember what year it was. I get a phone call, um, from, I don't know if it was Ian who actually called me up or whether it, it was the promoter. That he was doing a show called Rubbing Elbows. Do you remember he was yes. he did a talk called Rubbing Elbows with his that is solo band, I guess you would call it. Yeah. I don't think he said it was Jethro Toll, did he? I'm not sure. And he asked me if I'd be a guest, and he said one of his favorite songs was Northern Lights, and he wanted me to sing it with him. Nice. And then go and sit on that sofa with him afterwards, and with the, with um, Andre. Yeah. Um, from. What was on WMGK, Andre? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and that was a lot of fun, I, I, I have to say. Um, but and, and it was great, him playing, you know, the flute in Northern Lights. And so we stayed in, stayed in touch. And when it came to, um, uh, Grandi Nail Vento was the name of the album before we changed it to Symphony of Light. Um, and uh, we contact, we did that, we did, um, a, not a demo, but we started recording and um, Jason Hart, who was our keyboard player then, mm -hmm. um, he was he was got a great flute sound and he was playing it, uh, it, it during this, this this song, Cry to the World. And um, I said, oh, my God, it sounds like Ian Anderson. I thought, well, I wonder if Ian would perform it. You know, would he, would he record it for us? Yeah. 
So I contacted him. He said, sure, yeah. He said, I'm on the road. He was in Poland, I think. And he said, we got a day off tomorrow. He said, I'll do a couple of versions for you, and then you choose which one you want. And that's how he did nice. it. It that's was amazing. Yeah. Quite gracious. And, and yeah. how did John Wenton get involved? Well, John, uh, you know, I mean, I've known John for, for many years. And um, I wrote this piece uh, with Mickey called, uh, called uh, Blood, Silver, Light, Moonlight. And I, as I was writing it, uh, I, I oh, you know, I, I think a lot of people know that I, I have a, a quite a spiritual side to me. Mm. And um, I, I hope that it comes out in, in when I speak and, and when I sing. Oh, yes. Um, but um, she, uh, she told me that, um, and she didn't know who John was. This was a lady that I went to, she was um, a, a very unusual, clairvoyant, very unusual lady, very, very, very gifted, very gifted. And um, she told me that um, that John and I were in the Angels Choir together and we were both seraphims. Oh, And wow. stop laughing out there if anybody's laughing. I can't wait to tell my wife this. Wow. Yeah, and, and we were both seraphims. And, um, you know, we've obviously been together before in previous lifetimes. And so um, it was obvious that he should sing this with me. And so I contacted him and he, he loved it. And that's what it's all about. You know, blood, that's silver, nice. light, moonlight, angels having silver blood and all, you know, the dancing with the moon. And yeah. it was perfect for our voices. And that's the, well, I did uh, sing with him once before that. Um when he and Jeff Downs did the Icon. Yeah. Albums, mm, yep. And uh, they wrote the song called In the End, and he wanted me to sing on that, so I did that. That was the start of it. Yeah, John had song. one of the most beautiful male voices. Oh. He, he was just such a great, great so musician, was, great songwriter, great singer, great lyricist, yep. just to all around the whole great package. Great bass player, great bass player. Yeah. But his voice was like, yeah, nothing like it. Yeah. 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 And of course, Tom Brislin came into the band and um, was with us. I, you know, he was, he's brilliant. I mean, look where he is. He's with Kansas now. I'm, yeah. yeah. He's, he's perfect with them, you know. Yeah. Um, and he was perfect with us. I mean, just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. One of the best there is, there's no doubt. Yeah. Um, and so when he was at the band, I guess for maybe a couple of years, I know we went, he went to Brazil with us. I don't think he was on the... Um, no, he didn't get to perform with the orchestra because he he left before then. Right. But um, yeah, he he was f fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. We plan on having him on. We'll have to bring that up with him. Oh yeah, yeah. Steve, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, ha has there been talk of doing another Renaissance studio album since it's been a while? Um, yeah, we, we we talked about it. I mean, um, I know that there are some songs of, of Michael's that um, that are around, that but it would have to be his music. It can't, it, it wouldn't be the same. I wouldn't do it. Um, it, it just wouldn't work for me. So there That's are fair. there are some songs around, but I, I we haven't got to that yet. I mean, it it is a possibility, but not not right now. But okay. I'm not saying never. Yeah. No, he was a great melodies he wrote. Wonderful melodies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's totally fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, the rest of the band did as well. Also, yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, 
as no, it wasn't just just Mickey on his own. But um, I remember when he 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 said, "I've, I've written this piece," and, and Betty's written the words. It's called Mother Russian. I thought, "What the heck is that? You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's that going to be about?" And uh, and he played it to me on the guitar, and we did a little demo of it. And you know, it it was like on a a small, you know, well, actually, no, it was a big tape like this, I think, uh, and a machine we had. Yeah, and then and, and we we did it, just the two of us, and that tape is somewhere, but we could never find it, because that would be priceless oh, wow. to hear that, you know, me singing Mother Russia and me on a guitar, you know, yeah, and right. with a full orchestra. Interesting. Steve, do you want to read some more of the comments? Uh, and yeah, then we'll ask see. about another partner in crime. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Um, okay, I see Joan or Joan Leslie says, loved seeing you out at West Hampton Beach, New York with Steve Hackett a few years back. Um, Miles Whitener, or Whitener, uh, I'm sorry if I mispronounce it, um, would like for the show to come to St. Louis in Missouri here in the U.S., uh, Dean Paulos says, greatest vocalist of all time, singing some of the finest compositions of the era. Uh, David M. Cohen, um, I'm not sure what David means here, but says, please talk about the the cruise, and if yes, might join. I don't know if you're involved with some upcoming music cruise or something, so I don't know what that's about, but... Um, yeah, and I see... Um, I think he's talking about the cruise that's coming up in January, maybe. Ah, okay. Yeah. You mentioned cruise then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess now we can get into the other Yes member, right, Dad? Yeah, let's talk about the amazing work you've done with Steve Howe. I got to tell you, Annie... Um, Turn of the Century is the only song I can think of, let alone the only Yes song I can think of. The only song I can think of that every time I hear it, and I've been listening to it since it came out in 1977, uh, that I get choked up and, and tearied. Really? And, yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting that Alan, the late, great Alan White, who I knew since 1989, was one of the writers. And both John Anderson and Steve Howe played that as part of their tribute to Alan yeah. this past weekend. And your version with Steve is just, it's so angelic. It's amazing. It really is. How did that all come about? Working with Steve? Well, I, I was connect. I was contacted by, um, what label was it on? Uh, Magna Carta? Yeah, that, that's all. Magna Carta, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And, and they they wanted me to do Ripples, the Genesis By song. Genesis, yeah, I, I, that's yeah, amazing and, too. And, and, and Turn of the Century. And of course I said, yes, please. <laughs> oh <my laughs> yeah. God, that's perfect for my voice. Yeah. And of course, then Steve got involved in, in, the, in that one. And, and that was amazing because, you know, he's one of the best guitarists in the world. There's oh, no doubt, absolutely. Know? In fact, we're having him on tomorrow morning. Oh, wonderful! Which yeah. we're really excited about. Yes, yeah, yeah. Really yeah so, uh, and then, so I got the, this guy that was in my band at the time, David Bigling. Uh, he's a um, great keyboard player, writer, and a singer as well, and guitarist. He's multi-talented, really. And um, he was the one who, I think, he produced both of them actually, and played on them. Mm 
-hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, playing that. And then, of course, when we when I did that concert, put the concert on called Lilies of the Field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Steve was in that. And then that's one of the songs that we, we did, you know, was that song. I have a short clip of you and Steve performing live. It's an audience shot clip, folks. So the audio quality is not great. I don't know how well it'll transfer, but I have to show some of it even just to show the two of you together on stage. So I'm going to play a little bit of Turn of the Center. I'm going to start the video and just skip in where we know you're singing. Let's check this out. What a great song. And Steve's playing yeah. is just magnificent yeah. on the yeah. classical guitar. And you, the two of you just mesh so well. Yeah, it's a good, good combination. Yeah. yeah, Lilies in the Field is a great track as well. Um, and I know that later on you also did, you sang It's All Over Now, Baby Blue for, oh, yes. for yeah. Steve's Portraits of Bob Dylan album did he already have you in mind for that song or how that process well uh, you know i i what you mean lilies in the field oh that was uh i saw this um program on inside edition about uh children in this orphanage in um so um bosnia yeah yeah bosnia herzegovina mm -hmm. and um i looked up from what i was doing and i saw this uh, little baby banging her head against the cot uh, and uh, I started to cry and I thought, oh God, this is awful. And so um, that's what started me off. I, I contacted uh, a guy called um, Chris, um, what's his last name? No, I can't remember his name. He's a good friend, <laughs> he'll kill me. Um, anyway, he was a producer on Inside Edition and oh. um, I, I contacted him and I, I, I said, I don't know what I can do uh, at all. I didn't realize. And then we, we, we got talking and then we decided to, to do a concert, a benefit concert, uh, to raise funds to, to for this orphanage or to try and find out about this, this baby. And it, it was very involved. I know that it's, um, and so I contacted Steve and I said, I've got, I've got this poem and it, I, I'd written it um, and it was, it was called Lilies in the Field and I, I gave it to him and he wrote the music. I think it happened that way. Did it work the other way? No, I'm not quite sure now. He'll tell you tomorrow, but he's probably got a better memory <laughs> than me. Um, but, um, and we did this concert, you know, Phoebe Snow was on it, um, Cheap Trick, I flew in Roy Wood from England and Gary Brooker mm -hmm. and um, um, Justin Hayward was on it. Oh. Um, the guy, oh God, what's his name? He's, he's now a politician. Um, 
can't remember his name. Um, Tony Visconti was on it, and we oh. we sang the song "Blessing in Disguise" that we wrote oh, together, yeah. and we we played we sang that together. Uh, that was great. Oh, it was uh, wonderful. <coughs> and so that's that's where the song originated, really. Um, and then, nice. cause but after that, Steve and I decided that we were going to write more together, and I ended up going to England. And um, we wrote, oh gosh, I don't know, about eight songs together, I think, something like that. Oh, but wow. it, was, it was at the time when uh, they were uh, all of a sudden out of the blue, um, they decided they were going to get Yes back together. And th then Again. It, didn't, it, it didn't work <laughs> out, which yeah. was kind of sad, you know, because um, uh -huh. there were some great songs there. So was this we, around the time yeah. after like the Keys Ascension? Keys to Ascension recordings, like around. Oh, no, no, this was this. Not, when it, well, the, the the concert was. Was it ninety seven? I think, I think it was ninety seven. Okay, yeah. So that so that would have been yeah in between. Yeah, that makes sense. And then they ended up doing the Open Your Eyes album later with the slightly yeah, different lines. Uh, yeah, it was somewhere around that time, and okay. um, yeah. Were awesome. any of these songs ever recorded, or were they only in the written stage? No, just the demo stage. Mm. Oh, okay. You think yeah. they'll ever come out? Uh, no, don't think so. No? Oh. Okay. Do you want us to pester Steve about that tomorrow? We can. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably got enough on his plate, you know. <laughs> One yeah. of the conversations yeah. my wife and I have a lot is, and we both agree on this, like we're really not sure. That's our, our answer. We're not sure to this question. We ask ourselves, you know, when we think of bands like Renaissance, Genesis, Yes, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Jethro Tull, bands that put out that are still around and that put out music 50 years ago and it's <laughs> yeah. still relevant. And it's, do you, is there anyone that's come out in the last five or 10 years that you at least admire? let alone, nah, maybe their music will last 20 years or in 50 years, will anyone be talking about anything that's coming out right now? And I don't mean to insult anybody's no, music, I, I, but well, I just think things are different. Well, it's a different mindset, isn't it? I mean, exactly. everybody, most people, uh, you know, the younger people just want things that are connected to technology like and don't go out and buy antiques anymore. That, that's a thing of the past, isn't it, for the yeah. future? Do you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, I know that's a silly thing to say, but it just came into my mind. I was talking to somebody the, the other day about that, thinking about, because I, I love antiques and the... Um, but I, I mean, I, since I started painting, I, I, I don't, I, I, my passion for antiques kind of changed really. I don't know why, but they did. Um, but gosh, who, I mean, it is, it's a different mindset. Um, yeah, people are making some, music for completely is, different some, reasons there, than the yeah, 60s and 70s. There are some great bands out there, but, um, I, I, yeah, I don't listen to, a lot of radio or anything to be honest yeah um me neither i listen to the traffic report if i'm i live in the mountains east of report. east of phoenix so if i'm going down to phoenix i might listen to a traffic report <laughs> you should put it to music the a traffic oh report i like that <laughs> absolutely i like that how about visual artists are there any contemporary visual artists paint people that are painting that you admire do you look at what's going on in that world at all no. 
I'm, I'm stuck in mine. That's okay. I wouldn't say yeah. stuck, but I know what yeah. you mean. Well, yeah, I don't know. I just, um, I, I love, I love what I do. I think I, I, I wish it was magical and I could do more with it and not yeah. worry about all these other things. I, I do more with my art because I, 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 it was suggested to me that I had a form of synesthesia. Oh yeah. I know what that is. And um, a friend of mine, Michael McGlynn, who started a, um, a group, an, an Irish group uh, called um, Anuna. And uh, if any anybody's uh, not heard of them, they should look them up because the, the voices of these young women and the wow. men are unbelievable. And it's chanting and all that kind of, he writes. The music and that he started off by uh doing the music for river dance oh wow Remember river dance? Yeah, yeah. they did the the, the earlier yeah. music for river dance wow and um and he told me that when he writes the music he sees it in color mm, that's synesthesia you know, that's one of the things and then this somebody said to me you know because of maybe you're you're connected because when I paint, most of the time when I'm painting for my not for myself, but for just painting, I can't explain the feeling I get. It's it feels a little bit like anxiety, but it's it's not. But it's 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 something going on. And then I'll, I'll paint, and all these things come out that you wouldn't think a woman would paint, like other planets and different things like that. You know, and all, mm -hmm. all, I, I I can't explain my art. A lot of there's some people out there. Um, like Sue Cook, particularly, who I, we write to each other uh, every now and again, uh, that understand um, this kind of art and what it can do for you. you yeah, know? There's absolutely. a lot of people that do that. There's a lot of people out there that, that, have, that have that gift, and I would say it was a gift. Yeah, to absolutely. Be able to, to do artwork that, that, you know, that you can, I mean, you can show your art, but somebody doesn't have to buy it to right. get what is in it you just have to stand in front of it and that's yeah. that's what i think is there's a painting in the museum in philadelphia um um what's it called oh my i'm, I'm having a rough day today with my memory um and it's a painting of um a black warrior um and it's it's like it looks like it's the real person on this thing you can touch it you can and, and it looks like he's going to come off but you just stare at it you know what i mean you just get right into the painting and i think that, that that's a good thing but um i just wish that if, if that's the gift couldn't we turn it into something more tangible like peace on the right. planet and more do more with it i i get frustrated about things like that thinking, well, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, oh, gosh, you, I feel reason for it. You, you have so much in common with my wife as an artist. I'm looking for her on my text. I want to see if there's a piece of work I'd love to show you. And I honestly can't remember if it's here or at the gallery. So I'm just going to ask her real quick. Honey, if you have the Majid here, will you please quickly bring it in my office? If he's not here, that's okay. I can't remember if he's at the gallery. She, my wife paints, gets downloads, and she paints spirit people 
that are of different time periods and different cultures, and she uses mixed media. So she's using different things for coloring, different paints, but then they have clothing, they have jewelry, she'll sculpt a hand, put a bracelet on it, lips, and they're, a lot of them are life-size. And um, she started doing this after she lost her mother and she went in a place so dark, she forgot how to read, how to write. She had kids at home. And these spirit people came to her and told her, you don't know what real problems are. You need to pull yourself out of this. Wow. This was 20 something years ago. And ever since then, she keeps painting them and she gets these downloads and then looks up. She paints a village and then looks that up. And there are real photos of these same things. It's really an interesting thing and, and has the same sinister. Synesthetic, if I think it's synesthesia, but I'll call it a synesthetic experience that that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if she's even seeing my text, but I'd I'd love for you to see this sometime. Oh my! Maybe I'll have to email you some photos. You'll have to send me something. I'm interested in that. Yeah, definitely. That would be great. So Um, um, if if I do it like um, on the Indiegogo page, I did Ashes of Burnley because I paint songs. Yeah, and so the ashes of burning as I, I did for for this uh, gentleman, and I just finished Mother Russia for him, and that was that was difficult because I I knew that I was going to have a battle with whatever it is I've got inside, what I was going to put on the canvas with what was going on right now, and it is it is in the painting, but mm. not in a really bad way. But it, I couldn't stop it from coming into the painting. I, I was going to say it's not healthy to bottle those energies up. You've got to let them spill out in whatever whether it's music, whether it's writing, whether it's painting. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, <clears throat> when I do a painting though, of, so, so I've, I've done several versions of Ashes of Burning mm. and they're, they're nothing like each other because what I do is I tune into the person and their feelings for the song. So they'll write down the feelings and what, how, they, how they feel when they listen to that song mm-hmm. and I paint their feelings for the song. Beautiful. So it's different. Everybody's got a different version of Northern Lights, say, you know, and yeah. Ashes of Burning. That's great. Yeah. I think it's lovely. I, I, lo- I love it. I, it's, it's fascinating. And I, it's, I love it, really. It's, great. It's, uh, Thanks for sharing that with us, too. I think Steve has one last question, and then maybe a few more comments if you want to fire those yeah. off, Steve. People are just filling up the, the thing. Yeah. We'll send you the link to this, too, Annie, so you can go through it. Okay. Yeah, I see uh, Tom Brislin was actually watching. He says, hi, ah. Andy. <laughs> hey, Tom. Yeah, and uh, Jim Edwards says, at the harbor, one of my all-time favorites. So haunting, so beautiful. Hoping it works its way into the set list. Um, yeah, and so uh, my, I guess my question would be, is there anything in the works for the future you can talk about, whether it be solo or collaborations or anything else related to Renaissance? Um, well, what, what we're doing is, um, when we're doing this tour, then, then I have my solo, my Christmas show at Sellersville Theatre, which I used to do every year, but we missed it for the last couple of years, of course. Um, mm. And then in January, we're actually going to be on, on the Blue cruise which is justin's cruise now yeah. because it's not the moody blue we, we did do the moody blues and we did do the cruise to the edge you know yeah um so we we're doing this one which i'm really excited about oh that's uh, great alan parsons is going to be on it and I oh love wow it. yeah alan parsons al stewart our old friend al stewart oh wow 
loving spoonful wow what a yeah, legendary it's, it's lineup great yeah it's, it really is a it's a lot of um really great artists yeah. on there where's the cruise going where's it it's what, going, it starts up in belize i believe oh wow That's yeah great. so it's five days and I, I i you know i mean if you can afford it as a fan i mean what better to be on a cruise oh smothered you know, in all that wonderful yeah, music yeah it's music all day i mean there's a certain what they do is this they have certain times when they dock and then people can go off and and walk around or whatever and yeah. and go to the beach and stuff um and then just and then it's just you know, it's just music all the time and you get to see all your favorite bands really that's yeah. awesome yeah, yeah i just i just found the link to this i think someone earlier was wondering if yes we're on it i don't see them listening no, here I, well, uh, no they're not on that one that one is it, this one is called on the blue which is um okay justin haywood is yeah is, steve just know. put the link to it in the comments yeah right. awesome yeah. annie yeah. thank you so much first of all for so much music over the years so much wonderful music thank you for that and thanks for taking time tonight to join Stephen and i on Yes, shift. And um, please hang on the line for a moment after we say goodbye to the audience. And folks, thanks okay. for joining Steve and myself with Annie Haslam. We really appreciate you following Yes, shift and what we do. And join us if you're watching this live or see the replay before Wednesday the 5th at 8.45 a.m. Pacific time. Steve Howe, a new flash in the pan guitarist, I guess, who's on the scene, <laughs> is going to join us. And we're going to talk about some work he's done with Virgil, of course, his late son, and the current Yes Tour. Thanks, everybody. We will see you soon. Bye. Yeah, thank you. Bye, everybody.